from an Airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show. Today we're discussing the Twister Museum in Wakita, and later on in the show, the Blue Angels blew it out, and I was there. I'm Brett. And I'm Harley. So with all of the news about the Twister 2 movie coming out, coming out well, the or news being that, produced, so we've been told, we don't have anything. We don't have any first-hand <laughs> evidence no, like photographs nothing. or driving by the, the production sites or know people that are extras in the upcoming movie. I mean, theoretically upcoming right. movie. But with all of that talk that's right. not happening about... Hypothetically. Hypothetical talk about Twister 2. Right. I thought it was about time that we covered... A real, like, a, a factual location, not just something that's been rumored to exist. Yes, the very mm-hmm. unique museum... In the twister For the Twister movie... Yes. ...in Wakita, Oklahoma. You know, and that's where a lot of the key... Uh, they did a lot of the key filming for the original... I mean, here's the thing. When you're a town that it... it of course, like Wakita, that would typically, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet, prior to the Twister movie touching down in your town, I mean, literally. Yeah. I think most people just kind of pat, I mean, I don't know that Wakita was a destination location up to this point. It is a very small town. It is a small town. In, in the movie. Yeah. Wakita was Aunt Meg's town. Oh, and yeah. I don't know if it was by name, but that's where it was at. Like I'm, physically, I think I'm almost 100 percent sure that that that's true. We can fact check it later. Some someone else out there will. The, the the thing I love about getting it wrong is that really challenges people to go that you don't think are listening. Hang on, hang on a minute now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yes, one person's listening and they're pissed off. That's what we're going for. But yeah, I think I, I'm willing to bet she had the really cool front yard with the you know aunt. She was like uh, an artist who did sculptures and things like that. She had a cool front yard. Yeah, it's a, it was a really cool location for sure. So the Twister Museum was built by the town of Wakita to celebrate and pay tribute to the movie with memorabilia, including photos, movie posters, and even a replica of the Dorothy machine. Mm-hmm. I loved that movie. It's a great movie, and I think, again, I may be wrong, and I've lived here, we've lived here all of, most of our lives, it's really the first time Oklahoma got highlighted in got, a movie. Got highlighted in a movie that didn't involve, didn't involve dancing and singing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was directed fresh off of speed. It was directed by Jean Dubont, who was a, is a fantastic action director. I mean, it's an iconic movie for, especially if you're from Oklahoma. It's just, it's cool to say that's, this is my home. One of the things, though, that I find super interesting, this was filmed at a point in time that anybody over the age of 35 is going to have some real vivid memories of. Yeah. The uh, Murrah Federal Building bombing happened while they were filming. Yeah. And it's my understanding that a huge chunk of the film crew actually helped with the recovery efforts post-bombing. What a time to be alive. I mean, that's one of those things where you can go into conversations about where were you when it happened. I was in drama class uh, at, at U.S. Grant High School when we heard a boom. And we thought, you know, as high school kids, oh, it's a transformer. And we had a history teacher that was a, a Vietnam veteran that was like, that's a bomb. And uh, it was, what a what a surreal time to be alive in the state of Oklahoma. Not to go on that, uh, to trail off on that, but wow, yeah. So, some of the facts about the movie, though, like if if you are a film buff at all, Mm -hmm. some of the there's some real interesting lore um, and things that happened, things they did for this movie that are like above and beyond, yeah, are just outside of the norm. One of the issues with the movie was that it was so loud and bass heavy Mm -hmm. that. The movie itself was no- notorious for blowing out theater speakers. Really? Yeah, that was a regular event that happened. Wow, I can't see that with the advancements in technology now. I, 
I, I can't see it blowing out the speakers of an IMAX, but back then, wow, that's that's insane. I mean, you've been around tornadoes a, a bit. Yeah, I think we both have, but yeah. I mean, obvi- obviously... Not close enough. As, as... <laughs> Thank goodness. Died in the wool... Died in the wool Okies. Yeah. I think we we automatically gravitate towards our driveway when there's... Right, I was going to say, when the sirens go off, it, we don't seek... We don't, the first instinct isn't to seek shelter. It's like, where can I see it? Even when I, if I'm using my crappy iPhone camera. <laughs> The sound of the tornado for the movie uh-huh. was a recording of a camel's moan that was really? slowed down. Man, I, you know, you got to really give it up to guys that do foley operation and sound designers. You, you, when I, you think of iconic sounds, mm-hmm. think of the the lightsabers. Those were created with like a thirty-five millimeter camera projector to create this iconic sound that we we that literally could wake you in the middle of the night and you'd know exactly what it is. And and also to for the Twister crew to be able to create the sound that's... Granted, I've never been close enough to one. You'd have to ask somebody that's been through one what, how, how accurate it is. I'm sure there's a storm tracer that's like, no, nah, that's not right. But in 95, that's a pretty creative way to come up with those sounds with the lack of technology. And speaking of 95... Good year. Housing prices were dramatically better in 1995 than they are today. The production company bought eight blocks of houses in the old downtown area of the real town of Wakita. Yeah. For between seven to ten thousand dollars per house. Jiminy Christmas. They bought those houses, and then additionally, thirty homes were built by the production company. That were subsequently demolished by the film's crew uh, for the scenes after the Twister passes. The town later rebuilt the downtown area and also kept the new fire truck used in the film. Well, again, I we may or may not, I mean, we don't have the knowledge. But a bird flying through a windstorm told me that they kind of did the same thing, maybe like that. And a town close to here made it look like, I don't know, I have, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen... The, the sets. Uh, no, we, we definitely have not seen anything of the sort. None of that. So, And, you know, uh, we're going to be talking about it a little bit. Right. The, the air show out sure. of Tinker Air Force Base. Right. Kind of a neat little tie-in. Oh, yeah. A jet engine from a Boeing 707 was used to generate the wind in some scenes of the movie. Ooh, that's right. <laughs> that's Dude. so cool. Yeah, I don't think there were flying very many 707s at the air show, but just to give you an idea of the amount of the amount of effort that they went to 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 demonstrate the 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 the, the ferocity is that a word ferocity of nature sure of nature yeah nature's a fierce she is a force to be reckoned with you're well known yes I am well to known. be. Yeah. No, hang on. It's common it's common knowledge that you're a VHS fan. Yeah. Not a question about it. And you're not a fan of DVD. Uh I mean, I have I kinda, But you're not a fan. No, I got rid of a lot of my DVDs. This movie was the first movie released on DVD. I remember something like that and it was probably 50 bucks for the <laughs> DVD back then. Cuz we don't know how to how much to charge something like this. What's funny is that movie was made in 1995. Yeah. It's 2023. DVD's basically dead. I think VHS has a bigger standing mm-hmm. in the the cinephile universe. Yeah, it's kind of a niche. I mean, the part that I don't like about it is people get snobby about their VHS tapes. And, uh, well, that's not the... Um, uh, that's not the uh. Okay, I get it's not the uh, but I have it on VHS. Yeah, but I I did used to collect VHS, but it's it's one of those communities where there's a lot of attention. I'm like, why are you acting like a tea sipper when we're talking about Gremlin cl- cliffhanger on VHS? <laughs> I yeah, is cliffhanger on VHS? Yes, it is. Oh my god! So I have some videotapes, but I, you know, I'm a Blu-ray 4K guy. I collect really. I'm into collecting steel books and stuff. But yes, 
VHS will always have a, a place in my heart. Um, I have t- Titanic, I think, a couple of copies of it, which is on two VHS tapes. Remember when they did that? Oh, Braveheart. Yes. Braveheart, another movie that was on two VHS tapes. Like, if it was over two hours, it would, it would, at the end, it would say, switch to tape two, or they had a little thing scroll across the bottom. But yeah, I think I may have a copy of Twister somewhere. In the rubble of my my own VHS collection, I I think it's funny that your copy of Twister yeah has a whole lot of newscasters on it. Do not think that's cool. That you see every time yeah. the weather turns in Oklahoma. That was for me. You know, the movie. Sure, I, I couldn't relate to Wakita. I I knew you know I I saw it as oh it's cool it was made in Oklahoma right on, but the scene where they had they have Gary England on the the monitor. Mm-hmm. I felt like a child because Gary England's who we grew up with. Yeah, and the we'll keep you advised. That the, was the, the 1969 footage of Gary England was actually 1972 in real life. Really, but they actually used that in the movie. It was just a, a a newscast. Why did you do that? Why Why are you such a you're, you're freaking killjoy? I had I was here in my mind thinking that it was 1969. The he didn't actually join KWTV until 1972. Spoiler alert, everyone. One of the Dorothy machines, though, is uh, that was used during Uh filming is now located 650 feet underground in the salt in the underground salt museum in Hutchinson, Kansas. Oh, really? Yeah, that belongs in Wakita, my opinion. Uh, They do. They have a replica in Wakita. They have a replica in the museum, uh, but the original. I don't think it's ever going to be damaged. It's 650 feet underground, no, like zero moisture. I will say this about the movie, and maybe I should talk about it at the end, but I'll say it now. As iconic as the movie is, I've seen it recently. It has not aged well. Yeah, I, I, agree. I don't know that I agree. I think, I think our temperaments are... Well, it is. We're, we've been conditioned to... Kratos, or not Kratos, but we were conditioned to Thanos snapping his finger and resetting the Marvel universe and all this, you know, laser light shows and stuff like that, which I think, hey, you know what? I love the original movie. A lot of people are poo-pooing on, on the, uh, the sequel, but here's this, here's the side of the, to the other side of that coin is, at least they're choosing to film it here and not turning L.A. into downtown Oklahoma and Arizona into Chickasha. And as long as they don't change the name of Chickasha to something else in the finished product. Well, I, I know one of your big draws for the movie was Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, and what a tragic loss. It wasn't. And tra- Bill Paxton as well. Uh, for sure. But the movie was originally shot as an R rating. Oh, I think I'd heard something like that. Yeah, but they had to cut a bunch of Philip Seymour Hoffman out of the movie because they decided after the fact that it was going to be PG-13. Ah, he so must have had there's some... a whole lot colorful G- language. Give us the director's cut. It's time for a direct. It's been 25 plus years. The the thing that the film nouveau now is the director's cuts. We got the Snyder cut of the Justice League. It's tiring. It's time for the <laughs> John Dubon cut of Twister. The director's cut of Twister. I, uh, dude, I'm telling you, if I if I got an extra half an hour of Philip Seymour Hoffman, I think I would watch it. Well, one of my favorite movies that that he's in is Boogie Nights, where he plays Scotty. He's perfect. He's perfect in everything that he does. It was such a shame that it ended the way that it did. He, he brought a charm to that movie. Um, Bill Paxton, obviously being the lead, brought so much to that movie. I, re- I think that's the part for me that I'm kind of looking like. I'm kind of side eyeing the new movie, going, guys, gals, you got some pretty big boots to fill. Even if it didn't age well, it's yeah. you've got some pretty big boots to fill. I think one of the things you know, as far as not aging well, I think yeah. one of the things that that they had to do for Hollywood reasons. Yeah. So, in the movie, mm-hmm. the wind picks up when the tornado's on its way, yeah. and that's why everybody's alerted that the tornado's coming, whereas most Oklahomans realize 
that typically you worry when the wind stops. Right. It's being sucked into something else. Yeah. yeah. So um, they they did a few things like that for, I think, dramatic effect more mm-hmm. than anything. I see a lot of those issues, but overall they did a great job. They had so many little, little Easter eggs in the movie. I, the kinetic wind-powered sculptures yep. at uh, Aunt Meg's garden yep. are actually made by a sculptor. Uh, sculptor Evan Lewis. One of the characters, Dustin, is wearing an OU hat. Yep. And he is wearing that basically because the University of Oklahoma wouldn't allow them to put the logo of the university on Dorothy. Oh, okay. That's like one of those Reese's Pieces M&M's things. Oh, like, yeah. dude, you, you messed up. Yeah, you messed up big time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll be honest, I haven't, I mean, I, I think I've watched it in the last, I said recently, but I didn't mean it like that. I think I have, it's been probably 10 years since I watched it. But they, they did a lot of other stuff, dude. So you know that Ed Harris is from Norman. Oh, yeah. Oh, you grad. He was also the star in the movie The Abyss. Dude, Ed Harris is a freaking boss. He dude. is the bomb. In the movie, one of the petroleum trucks is called Banthic Petroleum, which uh-huh. is the na- same oil company that Ed Harris's crew works for in the Abyss. Oh, really? That's yes. a nice nod, dude. That's a that's a sweet yeah, touch. That's a sweet touch, yeah, for sure. Ed, Ed Harris, man, he's really good in Westworld. He's really good in Westworld. I I love it. I love everything. Yeah, he, he does, can't actually. do anything. He can't do anything wrong. Absolutely not. So, people that turned down the role of Dustin Davis in the movie. Garth Brooks, yeah. Mark Cuban, what? Where? And Chris Farley. Okay, I mean, I, 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 I kind of lean into Chris Farley a little bit, but Garth Brooks and Mark Cuban—the fact that they're on the, they were on a short list—I'm ah, so glad that they didn't go with it. nothing against Mark Cuban. He's a, he seems like a great guy. He's a smart business guy, but I just it doesn't fit Garth Brooks. Uh, I could take or leave Garth Brooks, and I'm from Oklahoma. I feel like I just signed my own death warrant when you go when you kind of groan like, "Ah, oh, Garth Brooks, ah. you're charging a thousand dollars a seat in Vegas. You're fine, okay." As far as the museum goes, though, it's like stepping into the '90s, dude. Yeah, the walls are adorned with movie posters and stills from the film. Uh, you'll you'll find a lot of the props from the film. You can pose with Dorothy, take a picture, and have a souvenir from your visit. Mm. They have behind-the-scene videos uh, taken during the the filming, which are going. You can see a lot of the debris they used, which I think is cool. Yeah, I think that's still pretty cool. And then, you know, autographed photos, Bill Paxton, and things of that nature. Dude, I think especially with the new... Possibly new Twister movie. Possibly. We don't know anything about it. Coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a great day trip. Yeah, I do too. And it, I'm a sucker for, you know, I like going to the Outsider Museum. And heck, I recently went to Tulsa and visited the grave of Sam Kennison and Leon Russell. And I was super excited about it. I like, I just like being around that kind of, give me some celebrity, not celebrity, but give me Hollywood nostalgia. And if I can get it close, no, I agree. But I think more importantly, the museum is not the end of of the exploration. Right. Because the town itself is in the movie, so you can go and look at the houses. Right, shot You can for actually shot. see yeah. the houses and, and go, oh, that's a house. A lot of people in Wakita actually have windmills painted on their house as a nod to the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah, I I'm all for it. I, I again, look, I'm all for a little town taking uh, full advantage, especially when your town is the star of the movie, one of the stars of the movie. Yeah, I definitely think it's worth the trip. And if you want more information on the museum, it's twistermuseum.com. I don't think they could have made it any easier for you to get there. No, it's pretty straightforward. And coming up next, the pattern is not full, Ghost Rider. I like to take pictures, man. I'm a picture-taking guy. You know how hard it is to track a Blue Angel? Better yet, you know how hard it is to track an F-35 Lightning II when it goes supersonic with a cell phone that's two years old? (laughs) You've always been very... You've always been way ahead of me. I've been ahead. But here's the thing. I've never heard you complain about your phone. No, 
but I don't take as many pictures as you. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of. You're the staff photographer. I'm the staff photographer. But what I've learned with my iPhone 13 Pro, which isn't a Pro anymore, I think, I think over time it's like the iPhone 13 gainfully unemployed. Uh, <laughs> it takes really good pictures of food and, you know, nice background shots. But like I said, tracking a, you know, a jet that's going mock, mock 13, <laughs> it just, do, it doesn't cut it. You, you see it in the viewfinder. Then you get it home, and you're like, oh, man, I can't show anybody this. It's terrible. So you are looking to upgrade to the 14. Is, I, the, is it the... I can't keep up with the, the, the models. The latest phone lingo. The four, I think it's the 14 Pro and the 14 Pro Max. Now, here's the thing. This is why I haven't upgraded yet. I'm with one of the big guys. It costs money. It cost me $100 to upgrade... To the newest phone, and then they tack on to this, and then it—that's why I haven't upgraded yet. Honestly, I'm a tight—I'm a tight wad when it comes to this stuff. Well, I will say that if you lived in Eastern Oklahoma, yeah, you might have a new go-to. I might have a a, a lead into something better. <laughs> Definitely for your your cellular and home internet providers, Bravado Wireless. They are locally owned. They are passionate about the community very passionate it, have you heard of a wireless company that was buy local stay local what you're looking for right is your farm to table cell phone company farm to table phones exactly yeah <laughs> bravado wireless is that they, they do a bang up job dude one of the things that blows my mind is they live stream local events like high school football games Basketball tournaments, dirt track races, rodeos. That's not something no. that you're ever going to see one of the big box companies doing. Yeah, especially the only thing that my big box company wants to do for me is charge me more. Something that's almost unheard of. Bravado offers a plan for 40 bucks a month, unlimited talk, text. 40 bucks a month and you don't have to have a family plan attached to it. Yeah, that is... That is That's penny, pennies compared. That's they, a, I'm literally thinking about moving to Ida Bell or McAllister. Seriously. Yes. Just to get a $40 phone plan and a cool phone because I'm looking at their phones. They've got every phone that I want at a fraction of the price that I'm paying. Well, I think more importantly, you're not dealing with one of those huge megacorps mm -hmm. and you're literally doing business with your neighbors. Absolutely. And you know, we talk about all the time. Not buying from Amazon and these big box stores that aren't putting back into the communities. As, as you mentioned before, they are literally wired directly into their communities. Absolutely. And if you want more information, check out their website, bravadowireless.com, or you can give them a call directly for coverage and cost at 866-500-8488. So our news story directly impacts your recent activity yeah new story from kfor tinker air force show to close gates after reaching capacity now you were I, part of that capacity well on day one i felt like i was going to be part of the capacity i'd love to give a shout out to the dell city police department for their expert ability in not directing traffic properly but uh once we got in there it was pretty it didn't seem like we were close to capacity but i think Day two, July 2nd, it's basically the next-door neighbor to July 4th. It's the last day of the show. It's been four years. Not shocked. I just want to go on record yeah, and say, I'm Harley. Yeah. I don't have an issue with any of the police forces in Oklahoma. And the person that you want to talk to about traffic issues apparently is Brett. Yes. That's... Yeah. I mean... I'm I'm cool, you know. Direct traffic. Don't make our make this line wait and and wait and wait and wait. That's all I'm saying. But we did get in there, and uh, it was a fan, a fabulous time. Had a great time. Like I cried. It was that good. I think it's. I think it was on hiatus for four years. Four years. And it. You know what? When we without mention it, it, it's the the thing that shall not be named. The Voldemort. The uh, C word. The C word. When you think about, and we'll be highlighting a couple businesses that that started in 2019, and 
things that have happened in the last four years, does it does it just seem like a dream? Is it like we went to sleep in 2019 and woke up in 2023? It just feels weird to say we haven't had an air show in four years, or we didn't do this, and we haven't done that. Well, apparently, though, I think it was definitely missed in that time oh, frame. Oh, yeah, you can tell. I don't recall ever hearing of the the air show filling to capacity. Never. I've, I've, I've been to a few throughout my life, yeah, and I don't recall ever seeing that headline, hearing that news, or, in fact, having the gates closed behind me. Can I just say, and I love the community, I love the, the aviation community. Let me preface. But jet nerds and airplane nerds, they're a different breed of cat, man. They've got their P-51 Mustang shirt on and their F- F-18 hat on. And I felt, I was like, I'm in, I'm, I'm in over my head. Because these guys know what they're talking about. Because I talked to a guy that owned one of the planes. And he's telling me about it. And I'm like... Yeah, that's cool. I'm like, uh, I don't know what to say other than that's cool. But I had a lot of fun. I love the idea. and Of what? Being at capacity? No, uh, of the air show itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say 4th of July weekend is maybe too hot. Can we, can we push it? Like, everybody didn't, nobody liked waiting four years. So maybe if we do it in nine months, ten months from today, then it'll be cooler out dude it was hot. and you won't have to rely on a plane giving you shade <laughs> so we were about to leave we can finish the story but we were about to leave and the line was from the gate to the hangar to the runway and we're literally standing in the the shade of a ground to air <laughs> missile cannon trying to cool off there's because you're literally i mean if the if that would have been asphalt. There'd have been a thousand people just dead, just dead on the ground. But it was it was a hot one. I mean, you can see I got a little. Are you trying got, to say you got a tan? I got crisp for sure. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where people weren't expecting it, and think with the added flow, yeah, of visitors to the state of Oklahoma, people mm-hmm. here on a tourism related basis yeah. from from out of state. Things like this are filling up faster, so you, I think you've got to be on top of it. If you want to be at a thing in you Oklahoma, you you got to be in line early. Yeah. you got to know the answers to the, to the questions. You've got to be listening to the Only an OK show. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we're not fly-by-night, and we're not doing flyovers. We're buzzing the tower is what we're doing. We will include a link to the KFOR news story in our show notes. And I'm going to say this is probably going on week 19 that we do not have a stinger recorded oh, for yeah. our listener that feedback. Went. And so I feel bad. Here, then I can just, here, I'll, I can solve it. Ready? And now it's time for listener feedback. <laughs> With your hosts, Harley <laughs> and Brad. Uh, that was horribly lame. We have somebody that follow us, follows us on a platform that we don't give a lot of love to fountain? at all. Is it Fountain? No, Rumble. Really? Yes, Rumble.com. So we have, on a regular basis, had a fan on Rumble that we were unaware of because we weren't paying attention oh, to Rumble. We're sorry. But JW Racing 77 oh, cool. referenced our last show and said, great show, four exclamation points. But he said something about every single show we've done Dang for a oh, while man. now. JW Racing, I am so sorry. I'm sorry. We feel bad. What did you say about the last episode? <laughs> we just need to we need to we just need to commit to JW Racing what's it, sixty nine? Seventy seven. Seventy seven. So he's my age. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, but he's he's off. He has a comment for almost every show. On a previous show, we were talking about Ca- uh, Casa Roma in Ardmore. Yeah, and he commented on the solar energy conversation that we were having and said that uh, he's not a fan. And Brett doesn't know what he's talking about. And leave the political stuff to Harley. And what else? <laughs> I, I don't think it was anything of that nature. He just. Uh, I think he's on the nuclear bandwagon. I'm not 100% sure. Speaking of not trying to promote anybody else, but there's this 
there's a little, every now and again, I like to highlight some of the little guys. Uh, maybe you've heard of them. Uh, Joe Rogan. He's an up and comer. But he had Oliver Stone, JW, write this down. He had Oliver Stone on recently. Oliver Stone has a documentary about nuclear power. So. I've never heard of either one of those guys. Oliver. Oliver Stone. Stone. Is yeah. he related to The Rock? No, he, he founded Cold Stone Creamery. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, he's getting out of the ice cream business and going to make a documentary about nuclear power. Well, good for him. So, and the other guy, he's like a karate guy. I don't know. He does something. Does something? Yeah. yeah. Everybody in the state needs a roadmap to all of the cool places and Everybody. events in Oklahoma. And we have not locked down every resident of Oklahoma. We haven't. So, if you know somebody that loves Oklahoma but doesn't know about us yet, time to let them know. Well, you know what to do. It's new shows every week right here on the Only in OK Show. I'm Brett. And I'm Harley. And we're out of here. Peace. Photographical evidence. We phonographical evidence. <laughs> I have the audio that proves that you punched me in the face. What does that do? You you hear the meat slapping. Quit doing that, dude. Get a fly swatter and kill these flies, man. What happened to your assault gun that you had? Your assault rifle <laughs> doesn't work very well. Have you seen those water guns? They're battery operated. And you put them in the water and it sucks the water up, and they're like, dude, they're badass, man. I'd like to have one of those. What are we done? I don't know. The show. What did I, did I see? Have I seen anything? Oh, I went to the air show. That dude telling you, man, the air show turned me into a 12-year-old. Yeah? I When I got there, I was like, whoa, wow, cool. <laughs> How's your hearing? Huh? How's your <laughs> Um, Dude, have you seen an F-35 Lightning? Those are bad mama jammers, man. Bad radar jammers, too. Did you know there? When you if you go up to one and touch it, it's almost kind of a spongy material because it's basically like a flying satellite. It's crazy. It's a computer that goes Mach. It goes like Mach six. It's insane. But watching that thing go supersonic, it, it it brought me almost brought me to my knees, man. I mean, it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in person. Did you take the boys? No, because it was 160 degrees. Yes, it was. And uh, one of them, if you let go of him for just barely long enough to grab your wallet, he's gone. But I just, I th- there are certain things I think your kids might be too young for. Yeah, like so, movies at a restaurant. Basically, any <laughs> everything. <laughs> basically, everything. Do you know that Enter the Dragon turns fifty this year? In this outro, sure. You shows in there. Oh yeah. So our outtake's going to be, just me talking? Really? Welcome to the show today. We're talking about the Twisted Museum of Keda. Later on, the Blue Angels blew it out. <laughs> and we tell you, they did. They went real fast. Yeah, I found a news story about how quick they sold out. It's, they missed four years of the day. Yeah. Day two was a record. They had to, they had to shut it down. They yeah, couldn't they let anymore. Yeah, the gates. Yeah, it was crazy. I'm surprised they didn't, day, didn't do it day one. Because it was nutty, for sure. Well, I don't know yet. You like that? <laughs> I went to the air shower. Oh, God, a McDonald's topic. <laughs> no, I wasn't talking about McDonald's. Oh, I wanted something like we discussed last week. That was so funny? Yeah. Dude, that was gold. Gold. Did you have something? No, you're trying to find something. I'm trying to remember. I thought I had a ripple. What even start? I don't even remember what started that conversation. The Grimace shake. No. Grimace's birthday. No. No? No, you had said something about what was, who was the cop. Yeah, but what brought that up? There was something. Like, who was the cop? A McDonald's cop. I looked it up and a news story. Man, sometimes those things just, they just happen. Ugh. Oh, that's what I'm about. What? The uh, insistence that. This weather is so much like hotter than ever. Before. No, it's July.
Yeah, and it hasn't. Let's let's be a hundred percent honest. It hasn't May, been May and June were a cakewalk. Cake yeah, they were a cakewalk. But has it been as hot as it's been in the past? I mean, we've had a one hundred two. You know, other places around Oklahoma have had a one hundred five and one hundred eight. We haven't had it that bad, have we? I mean, and I hate the heat. By the way, best investment I've ever made. You laughed at me for two years. I know. I found it for 10 bucks. I was going to get you one. You laughed at me for... I know I did. Dude, it's been a game changer. This is what I wore to the air show. I'm out there like, you know, Tara's like, I need the shade. I need the shade. I'm like, what? Everything's fine. You know, I'm out there just flapping my arms like I'm flying away. Dude, Magellan, if you're out there... We'd love to. We'd no, love we to sponsor wouldn't. you. They're not. They're not out there. They're not an Oklahoma company. Why? We're having fun. Your mom's having fun. She is. She's at home. Max, the highest recorded temperature in Oklahoma. What? July eighteenth, nineteen thirty-six. Can I guess? Altus, Oklahoma. Altus. So that's down. Is that southeast. West. West. Sorry, I'm terrible. Thanks. Yeah, it's southwest. It's southwest. Let's strike that from the record since we're an Oklahoma travel podcast. Uh-huh. Um, one twenty. Yes. Really? That just sounds unreal. And people are saying, and then the the and cl- actually what? That's the same record was in Alva, Altus, Poto, and Altus. Um, Altus got it July nineteenth, nineteen thirty six, and August twelfth, nineteen thirty six. Poto hit that temperature in August of 1936, and Alva hit it in July of 1936. That's Death Valley temperatures. That's um, <laughs> that's what this shirt is. I, I guarantee in a shirt that breathes like this one, this Brand X shirt, you could survive in 120 degrees. It's a dry heat. Do you know people say that? <laughs> Let's just look at the town we're in at the weather history. For said town, we don't play favorite. No, we don't. But we're in a we're in a thirteen story office building now. You know, mm-hmm. top of Chickasha Tower. At all, you can see the history of the weather one day at a time. What? Oh, you want to know the the weather history on a different day than yesterday? You have to click a different drop down box and select that day. We're in July. We'll do Oklahoma City. Are you on weather? Are you on? No, I'm looking at historical weather data. Uh, average high, warm high. Okay, so looking at July in Oklahoma City. I thought you were going to start doing Chickasha. <clears throat> I was, but it didn't have any information. Like, literally had to scroll through it day by day and select a drop down and look at yesterday. Oh, uh, okay. I'm looking at highs um, across the ages. Okay. Um, 103. Three is the lowest high, and one ten is the highest high. Yeah, and those. I feel like there was a time within the last decade and a half. Eighteen ninety one, eighteen ninety one, nineteen oh five, one oh seven and nineteen oh five, one oh five and nineteen oh six. 108 in 1911, 106 in 1911, 108 in 1915, and the days go on and on and on and on and on. There is no, there is no dramatic increase. In temperature? In temperature. I feel like, like I said, I was trying to say within the last decade and a half, I don't know why I was thinking we we were at 113 at one point. Maybe I was making that up. Maybe it was 103 and I read it Not wrong. Not in July. Uh, Not in July in Oklahoma City. The highest high in Oklahoma City during the month of July was 110 degrees, and that happened in 1891, 1972, and 2014. So your argument for climate change is probably invalid. I mean, there's a thread of truth, they say, in every lie, and I'm not saying it's a lie, but... Your argument's kind of wishy-washy. Okay, and so I moved over to August. Yeah. Highs, um, the highest high, 113. When was that? It happened twice. Okay. Once in 1931. Okay. And once in 1973. Do you want to know the highest high in the last 10 years? Sure. For that month? 2012. 
was 113. That okay, that makes sense. I, about a decade ago, I wow, I actually got something right. Let's look at June 113. I remember it because I was working outside or something at the time. June based on year, uh, no, based on high. We want to go high. Um, the highest recorded in Oklahoma City was 107 in 1936. The most recent high was 104 in 2012. I mean, so as a matter it, of fact, there's not a day past 20 or a year past 2012 that makes the record. I'll uh, take that back. 2020 had a record okay. high of 96. Degrees. Now I can, ar- but here I can already hear it. You're not factoring in humidity. So global warming is all about humidity now? No, but tell me right now, there's not somebody going, well, what about humidity? It, and then the, it's the, cl- if, if Oklahoma had a weather doll where you pulled the string and it had 200 phrases, 150 of them would, would be the same thing. So it's a dry heat. Amber pointed out something <laughs> to me. What? That I do way too often. And I didn't realize that I did it. But since she pointed it out, I hear myself say it you like it echoes in my brain when I say it out loud. Yeah. We're driving somewhere and I go, man, it's a windy bitch. You say that a lot. I say it every time we drive somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think about the weather often because the weather changed earlier today. Everything was just fine. And all of a sudden, out of the clear blue, just a. Just just random straight line, 30 mile an hour wind for about, you know, three minutes and then it stops. Like we live in, I think Oklahoma is like the bingo, you know, the bingo thing. It's got all this random weather and random temperatures and you just never know exactly what, what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, you look at the trends, we really haven't been in the one teens much over the course of history. But humidity, I mean, when it's 113 outside with 85% humidity, it feels like 120. But, you know, in in like places like Vegas and Arizona, where it's what we refer to as really is a dry heat, Mm -hmm. 110, 120, that's, man, that's a Monday. You know, the funny thing, though, is the climate skeptics will tell you that solar activity has a huge impact on the temperature and that there's a solar cycle that's like 10 to 12 years. Right. You look at these dates for the highs, 2020. The the math isn't that up? No, it does perfectly. 2020, 2012, um, 2012-2011-2006-98-80-88-80-53-36-34-33-25-24- 2017, or uh, not 1917, 1911. So, like, there's this obvious, like, up and down. Trying to do a little ditty, bravado style. A California man is going to prison for running a cow dung scheme. (laughs) Ray Brewer, 66, of Porterville, was sentenced Monday to six years and nine months in federal prison in a years-long scam that bilked investors out of $8.75 $8.75 million. $8.75 million in cow dung. You, that's, how many people, that's a lot of people to bullshit. <laughs> so he was claiming that he had anaerobic digesters at dairies, um, basically using microorganisms to break down bio, biodegradable material and turn it into methane. And that it could be sold to producers for renewable energy credits. Really? Yes. And so he said he could turn cow manure into methane while they would receive 66% of net profits and tax incentives. He would take investors on tours of dairies where he allegedly planned to build the digesters and claimed to have raised millions of dollars for work. He sent them forged lease agreements with dairy owners, fake loan agreements with banks, phony con- uh, contracts and multi- with multinational companies, and bogus pictures of the machines under construction. <laughs> I, I think some people want to... It would be so easy to take advantage of people if you tell them that it's for the 
for the greater good of the the environment. It reminds me of the Tommy Boy quote. He's like, you can, you can, uh, you can get a good look at a at a T bone by, by sticking your head up a bull's ass, but I'll take. No, I think you said by sticking your head up a chef's ass or a butcher's ass, but I'll take this. The steers work for, or the bulls work for, it or something. and then he changes it. And right. Then he changes it. Yeah. People will. I mean, people will fall for anything. Eight point seven five million dollars. A lot of. That's a lot of hell. That's a lot of cow shit. He really, like I said, he really bullshitted these people. Um, and they and they and they bought it hook hook line and stinker. Yeah, I was gonna, I was, <laughs> I was gonna say that. If you were talking to this guy, you'd have to think that something in that whole situation stinks. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's utterly amazing uh, that this that this happened. Utterly amazing. I mean, oh, oh, oh. listen, if you if you built me for a million dollars, I've got beef. I've got beef with you about it. No, no, this is definitely something the Hamburglar would do. Oh, dude, he what he. He was, it was like a Ponzi scheme. He was paying some of the original investors with money he was getting from the new investors. I was, when you first started this story, I was like, this is a Ponzi scheme, but how do I, how can I craft a Ponzi scheme to, I couldn't, I couldn't tie it, make some clever quip about being Ponzied out of a quarter, a pre-quarter pounder. He I, took on an assumed identity and moved to Montana before... He was finally arrested. What did he? What? What did he go by? I don't know. That the freaking say. I'm Jimmy Yellowstone or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, uh, he's, uh, he goes Dude, to sixty six though. Like he's not going to be out of jail until seventy if he makes it. If he makes That's it, gotta suck. people with money, or I don't know if he had any, really had any money until he did that. People with money. They don't last in prison, man. They're not built. They're not built like you and I. Like we're going to last in prison? No, there's not a chance. No. I, you, there are people that have went, man, I could totally, I would ice you in a second. And then I was like, oh, man, I wouldn't last. I wouldn't last in prison. I wouldn't make it to lunch. I'd be begging, please don't pick on me, please. What, <laughs> I, what do I need to do to get you to leave me alone? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I know the answer to that. Get me out of here. No. <laughs> yeah. Eight point seven five million dollars. On all the prison movies, they always, they always, uh, you gotta go you gotta, for the, you gotta go kill somebody on your first day, or punch the biggest guy in the yard. I read, saw a video where they're like dismissed, di- kind of dismissing all the the um, what you hear should happen right. to prison. They're like, no, you never want to go hit the biggest guy when you get here because then you'll have about ten other guys on top of you ready to freaking. Just Stab you with his fork. Not to mention, you hit the biggest guy, and he's not gonna not hit you back. Right? It's not. Yeah, you better make it count. It's one of those things where you better kill me. Oh man, Ponzi schemes. When's the last time you heard Ponzi scheme? What's his name that built ever uh, the celebrities? Remember that? That what was his name? His, his, it was so horrible. His name. His last name kind of sounded like a guy that was gonna made off. Yeah, Madoff. Bernie, Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff. Yeah, he, yeah, he made off with millions yeah. of dollars, and then his he ended name up. <laughs> should have been like Bernie Ponzi scheme, right? Like, <laughs> like what, what? What nationality is that? Bernie you know, Madoff. Uh, uh, French. That's a. It means pretty butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> trying to, it reminds me of the. It was a, a lawyer's office, and they, they each had like um, each of their last names kind of added up to be like. No. And? No, I want to tell you about this. So, I was at Aldi the other day. Mm-hmm. My back is blown, dude. I had to get eggs. My chiropractor's like, walk as much as you can. And don't lift eggs. <laughs> no, he didn't say anything about lifting eggs, but literally. So, I'm holding the eggs. Like, I got the, my three cartons of eggs. Yeah. And I'm holding them up against my chest like you would if you were holding something heavy. Mm-hmm. I'm holding these three cartons of eggs like this. Yeah. And I get up to the line and there was a guy, I think he was trying to beat me into line. Yeah. But I'm dude, I'm barely moving. I'm going like two steps an hour and I've got, you know, three cartons of eggs. If you want there, you can go there, but I literally just have three cartons of eggs. Right. So, 
he doesn't beat me there, but I think he was trying. Like he saw me going towards the line and he, he made a walking, beeline yeah. from across the store. And I'm just, you know, like. Well, you're, you're short, so you got a little bit of a wider stride. Uh, I don't have a wider stride. Okay. Right now, <laughs> especially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. But anyway, I get up there and put my. Dude, I don't understand these people. So this guy is A, wearing a face mask. Okay. B, he's wearing a clear visor yeah. over that. He's wearing a 1980s Russian track suit. Oh. Like Adidas track suit. Nah, nah, nah. He's wearing gloves. <laughs> How does he not die from heat stroke walking around Dude, in I don't honestly. know. But his face mask was, I want to say it was a Pokemon oh themed face mask. His tracksuit was black and gold. He was wearing blue gloves, but the killer for me. Okay. He's wearing Crocs that look like they were two sizes too big for him. Oh. And they had flowers on them. Oh, pudding. Like pink and purple <laughs> flowers. Like, I'm colorblind and you're hurting my eyes. Dude, like, I'm, I'm hot. I'm I'm warm natured. You're giving me a heat stroke. Is what but, I've been like. but the color scheme uh, just like, didn't go, dude. No matter what color. It's if scheme. I get dressed in a dimly lit closet, I will oftentimes grab the wrong belt. I'll grab a black belt uh-huh. instead of a brown belt. Yeah, and not realize it until I get out and look in the mirror. That's funny. <clears throat> but this guy's wearing every color under the rainbow, and none of it made sense. I'm like, dude, this is visually offensive. God. But as soon as I saw the Crocs, I was like, Fred. No, no. Dude, no, you and your Crocs. No. I, I like them. They're not, the, they aren't the most, I'll wear them to the store. I mean, I've even been caught dead wearing them longer than, you know, a, just a casual walk around. They're comfortable for a little bit, but then they, the Crocs will attack. They don't, the, the comfort doesn't last long. Did you all. wear them to the air show? No. No, no, I did not. I didn't wear them to the air show. But I will say this about going to the air show. Brett. (laughs) Three, two, one.